the best way to get you going. Go, 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 go. This is VOC Breakfast with Gulam Fakir and Sabira Sheikh only on the Voice of the Cape. 7.33 is where we're at this morning. If you've just joined us, welcome into it. Good to have you in our company and we are going to be moving along to our next feature. Now, MediClinic has come under fire after it was discovered that uh, Vota Basson, also known as Dr. Death, was working at one of their Western Cape facilities. Now, Basson was notorious figure during the apartheid regime and headed the apartheid government's chemical and biological warfare program, Project Coast. Now, under this project, scientists worked on developing illegal drugs and infertility vaccines to use on black people. He was also found to have produced deadly drugs to use against anti-apartheid figures, provided substances to tranquilize victims of cross-border kidnapping, as well as provide cyanide-full suicide capsules for members of special units, as we've seen, has been reported in the media. And of course, the list goes on. But he also faced dozens of legal charges, but managed to escape prosecution at the term of the century. He has been working as a cardiologist, reportedly um, one of the most senior knowledgeable figures in his profession for the past 15 years. But joining us online this morning, Advocate Kamalo, um, Head of the Department of Legal and Regulatory Affairs at the HPCSA. Good morning and thank you so much for joining us. Morning, ma'am. So, of course, just in terms of, you know, when exactly did it come to light? We know online, you know, there has been a huge reaction to this. But when was it brought to the attention of the HPCSA? In terms of the practicing, I know it goes back many years. You know, there was a legal process that was underway. Well, maybe I can just give you a a timeline Mm. uh, in respect of the court matters that have been um, unfolding. So you would uh, have uh, been maybe informed that in 2013, Dr. Parson was uh, acquitted on two charges and found guilty on the remaining charges. And that uh, that was 2013. And that uh, during uh, sentencing in March 2015, he had applied for the recusal of uh, two members of the committee. That was uh, Professor Hugo and Professor Msanga. And that... Uh, the members uh, refused to recuse themselves, and the basis was that they were members of SAMA, which was an organization that mm. uh, would have uh, made a petition for Dr. Person to be removed as a sanction uh, after I was found guilty. So what then happened is that uh, after that refusal to recuse themselves, he then launched an application before the High Court to review that decision and the High Court dismissed that application, and he then applied for uh, leave to appeal that decision. And um, on uh, 29 July 2016, so that was uh, granted. And um, on the 8th, on 2018 January, the Supreme Court of Appeal certified the decision of the High Court uh, refusing uh, Dr. Person. Uh, you know, to be heard on merit and referred the matter back to the High Court. That was now in 2018. Now, the High Court then had to hear the matter now on merit. And on the 27th of March 2019, the High Court reviewed and set aside the decision of the committee that is refusing to recuse themselves. 
Now, after that, then the HPCSA applied for, for leave to appeal that decision, mm-hmm. and uh, that application of the HPCSA was dismissed on 7 May 2019. We then petitioned the Supreme Court of Appeal, and on the 22nd of July 2019, our leave to appeal was also dismissed by the High Court. We went ahead and petitioned the Constitutional Court, and on the 5th of February 2020, the Constitutional Court also dismissed our leave to appeal that decision. So the end result then was then that the matter has to be heard anew, which means that the decision of the High Court that said that the two members were supposed to recuse themselves Mm. stands. And if that decision stands, then it means that you will have to now um, redo Mm. from the scratch. Okay. So, Advocate, tell me, where are we? Where are we? Where are we at this point in time in terms of restarting or redoing the proceedings? Well, we have then uh, appointed the performer complainant, who is the same uh, uh, performer complainant that was doing the case before, and preparations to appoint a new committee are underway. But maybe to to then go to 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 your issue that you have raised about practicing, having explained all this background, it is then therefore clear that there is nothing in law as we sit here today that prohibits Dr. Person from practicing his profession. He is not suspended from practicing. You know, seeing as there was such a lengthy legal procedure underway, should he not have been put on special leave of some sort? Well, um, I cannot um, venture into that, but uh, you would appreciate that uh, the charges, uh, when the disciplinary uh, case started, the charges were already almost 30 years, you know, old. And, uh, you know, we are living in a constitutional democracy, and one would have to, uh, you know, argue that it is reasonable to, to have someone suspended. Uh, you know, based on a matter that uh, had taken place uh, that much long. Whether or not that would have, uh, you know, stood the constitutional master is mm. is debatable. But uh, I'm just bringing to your attention that it's not like somebody commits something today. Advocate, I'm sorry, I've got to disagree with you on that point. I cannot appreciate what you've just said. You said it was 30 years ago. What was done during the apartheid regime and what was done by Basson, who's been dubbed Doctor of Death, has had far-reaching consequences, especially for those women that, you know, had to go through what they had gone under that particular regime. So when you say I would appreciate 30 years back this had taken place and it's not like it took place yesterday, I cannot agree with you on that. Which makes me move along to my next question in terms of the ethics Maybe of this entire situation. Me, let me bring context to what I was talking about. Mm. I'm not suggesting that uh, the allegations are, are, are light or maybe they are minor. Uh, remember that precautionary suspension is not a punishment. You would you would put someone on precautionary suspension because maybe you want to be able to investigate uh, properly the matter in their absence. You would do so if his practices at the present moment are putting the public in danger. So it's not to punish someone. So that is the context. But I'm not saying that uh, because of the uh, 
a fraction of time, then that makes maybe the allegations lighter. No, that was not what I was suggesting. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. In terms of what has been raised online with regards to the ethics behind, you know, this whole legal process as well as the man in question himself, South Africans are feeling really angry at this point. They're feeling really emotional at this point and with good reason. In terms of the the role of the HPCSA, you know, how better can this be managed? Perhaps, you know, in the future so that this does not happen again. And do we, do we, perhaps, you know, advocate, if you could clarify, do we have other cases of the sort? Um, no, I would say we do not have uh, cases similar to, to the one that uh, is alleged against uh, Dr. Person. I mean, uh, yeah, no, we don't have them. Mm-hmm. And of course, now going forward, seeing that we've seen all of this outrage coming through online, the pressure has been put on MediClinic as well. We've seen um, the bit of the statement that they have issued online. You know, how will we be handling this matter going forward? Well, as the HPCSA uh, and also as a creature of statute, we, we are bound by the laws of the country. So we, we do appreciate and understand that people may be angry, but we have to follow the law. So we will have to start the matter anew in terms of our act and regulations and follow what is contained there. We, we cannot deviate uh, maybe simply because uh, there might be pressure that is building up, but uh, uh, one hopes that uh, the matter will move faster because uh, it is like a retrial, if, mm. if I may use the word, because uh, most of the things have, have, have played before. I think the documents and witnesses and everything is aligned. So, yeah, we hope that it will be a speedy trial this time because uh, every individual is entitled to a fair and a speedy trial. Yeah, also just in terms of, you know, the trial, like you say, we hope it's a speedy trial. It has, or it currently looks like, you know, it's been dragging its feet. But, you know, during these court proceedings, you know, has there ever been any sort of sign of remorse from Votabasan's side? Well, the, the court proceedings themselves were not about the the merits of of the charges mm. as i've indicated it was about the issue of uh, dr person having applied for recusal of the two members on the basis of alleged bias so it was not really about the the merits or the meat of the case itself so uh yeah i think that answers your question so it was a technical a legal battle that was playing off Advocate Kumar, let's leave it at that for this morning. I want to thank you for joining us online. The Head of Department Legal and Regulatory Affairs at the HPCSA.